excited. Well, Big Kev. I am very, very excited. Not because we're in the same studio again, not because of the Festival of Footy, because we've got a segment coming up that is going to send this podcast to the next level. This is going to send this podcast to areas that we've never reached before and it's going to get the publicity we deserve. Well, you don't know that yet. Well, that proof will be in the pudding. Oh, you've, brought, you've brought one segment to the table and you think this is going to be the one, dude. Brownie, yesterday you I You didn't said, even turn up last week. Yeah. Why didn't you come in last week? Because I was doing the trying to do the right thing. We didn't have the right protocols in place. We now do. We're social Well, you didn't have a permit. We, now you've got a permit. Correct. Yeah. So I've got all that. We've done everything. The, we've, no, we got sent our permits before that. I hadn't organised mine in time. All right. The but, company uh, we work for organises them for you. Yes, but I did you not had no have reason to be home last week well, apart from I... being a lazy bastard. Mate, I at this time of uh, our stage of our life, I'd love on to the get back out foot. of the house. I would love to You're get out on of the, the house. Back foot. I was doing the right thing. I didn't have my permit sorted. We have now. We're social distancing. Gentlemen, how's the week been? You are. <laughs> you just I knew an... he was going to do this today because, Richo, we said this yeah. before. He's been niggling. But see, this is what, Hum, you need to... You'd need to know this by now and you need to have some tools in place. I've known him for a long, long time and I know that he likes to niggle and just gripe at people until they snap, but he won't get me anymore and you've just got to learn to ignore him. Well, I've got him. some tools. that they're, they're both attached to my torso. <laughs> and I'm going to out of a car in central Los Angeles once because I was niggling at him. <laughs> he got so. lost and I uh, asked him if he was Burke and Wills and he, <laughs> the big fella blew up. Hey, the, the podcast <laughs> listeners enjoy that for the third time you've told that story. Mm, that is there. funny, though. It is a good story. It, hey. took, it took him an hour. He started about five minutes out of San Diego and it took until South Central Los Angeles. And then I did snapped. you get belted as a kid at the school? By my old man, I did, yeah. Went out in the footy He gave field. me a real good touch-up. If I had ever <laughs> played you... Brought the belt out. If I had ever played you, I would have just... I you wouldn't have got anywhere near me, huh? I would have. You really overrated hey, your um, ability let's, at anything. Let's dive into it because we've got a big, big show. So we're going to race through around the grounds. And I, I guess the biggest the topic, of course, there's been so much positives of festival of footy and i just think it has been one of the greatest initiatives from the afl they've done so well to keep it up and for us certainly in melbourne where we're not allowed to leave the house and for us in footy fans having a game of footy at the end of every day has just been such a magnificent constant it, it it's it's kept you know it's kept spirits high but it hasn't all been positive and i speak probably of the of the way the game's being reported from journalists now we of course we're not going to slam the journos you guys work with them i'm a commas man so i need to blow smoke up their ass most of the time but how are you seeing it at the moment? Because uh, it's I'll tell you what we need to focus on at the moment. I think we're referring to the uh, the Nathan Buckley, Sam Landsberger story from yep. the other day. Well, I think I think what's happening at the moment, they're just looking for little COVID breaches so they can have a big scoop. And that's what happened the other night when Bucks uh, fist pumped the, the supporter in the crowd, a guy that he's known for a long, long time. And I would just say to the journalists, why don't we just take a step back and be thankful that we're playing? They're looking to try and catch out the players and the coaches for any tiny slip up. When the game is being kept alive by these guys, just give them a break. I mean, that was ridiculous the other night, wasn't uh, it? It is. And unfortunately, drama sells or people stuffing up sells. Negativity. Negativity sells more than positivity. So the positive story about Bucks and what he did for that guy and what he moves to him wasn't anywhere near as sexy as the Nathan Buckley could be fined $70,000 in his football club for a second. Obviously, why are they wanting to why are they wanting to trip these guys up Got when no they're idea. keeping the it's game alive? It's the state alive? we're in at the moment. It is our country. Uh, it's still a tall poppy syndrome, I believe. Mm. Of course, we speak of basically what had happened. If you if you don't know, Buckley was was walking down to the, the team at quarter time, three quarter the time Adelaide of Oval. the game, the Adelaide yep. Oval, and he gave a, a fist bump to a security guard. Now, straight away, within minutes, this grainy footage of it was put up, uh, and Sam Landsberg put up a, an article about it, and it got, this just goes back to yep. play. 
journos needing to be the first to it. Went to it real quick. What I loved, right, because so often coaches, players, and, and other media guys, they stay quiet. And they Bucks don't, gets they involved don't, on Yeah, Twitter, they don't, they don't like yeah. responding. They sort of have to play this card. Now, Buckley got back on Twitter straight away or straight after the game and said this, Sam, it was a fist bump, and here's the story behind it. I can't remember his name, but I know his face. Over 20 years ago, he said he was watching football in a bar, defended me to a group of patrons, was subsequently set on and bashed losing his sense of taste and smell. Yeah, and so that's Bucks coming out and just saying, look, and, and I, just, I think it was just fantastic of him to come out and say, this is the story behind it, get stuffed. And then there was a great positive story and how good does it make Bucks look? He's, you know, he gets a lot of bad press over the years, Bucks, you know, but that shows what sort of a person he is. He's a good man, Bucks. I don't mind Sam Landsberger either. He's old man, was the doctor at the Bulldogs, so my doctor for all the time that I was at the Bulldogs. And we had two doctors at the Bulldogs and Jake looked like um, a little form, little fella, only a little fella, but we had Gary Zimmerman and we had Jake Landsberger. So if you had an injury or something uh, wrong with your body, you went to Zimmer. Gary Zimmerman. And if you had something else wrong with you, like you went to Jake. So he was known as the, the no, he was known as the cough colds and sore holes man. So <laughs> if you had anything to do with cough colds or sore holes, you went and saw uh, so, Jakey Landsberger. So, so he was busier than Timothy. Very busy, Jakey Landsberger. <laughs> Sunday mornings, I was getting a few. And then it was, uh, but then back to the sort of the state of the game. Bucks then says, "Good, there are cameras camped around cafes and eateries up here, waiting for players to sit down at them. I hope we don't lose sight of our humanity through all this. Greater focus on positive yarns would help everyone." Yeah, and that, I think he said it all there, Bucks. We can't add to that, but that is ridiculous. The Cameras—they're waiting for him to slip up. Give yeah. us a spell. And look, there's enough. There is enough misery in the world at the moment. Let's focus on the positive. Yeah. Give us some fluff pieces that just make us feeling good. Hey, speaking of making us feel good, positivity well, we need. Them, I agree yeah. with that. Charlie Dixon. Now he was a man probably. At the start of the year, and it was a it was a big call from me, wasn't it? It was a big call. No, it wasn't a big call from me. I, I, the call you're referring to was if Charlie Dixon stands up, Port Adelaide are a premiership threat and they can be top four. Sometimes you get things right, sometimes you get things wrong. Fortunately for me, on this occasion, I got this one right. Now, Charlie <laughs> Dixon is flying at the moment, but I looked at a photo of Charlie Dixon pre-season up against Chad Corn. So he's standing yeah. there with Chad Corns, and Chad's still in unbelievable nick. That was he? in isolation, actually. And he yeah. was just ripped and big, Charlie. He looks looked so fit. And then I, I remember Kane Corns put it up against a picture of Tex Walker, which I thought was a bit unfair because they've got different body shapes. But I looked at Charlie Dixon, and I thought... He looks really fit. He looks hungry. And uh, he has been but a big man that everybody's wanted him to be. And you've wanted that for probably six or seven years yeah. from Charlie. And he's fought, the penny's dropped. He's gone up with his fitness. And you only got to look at Tom Hawkins as well. Mm. You can get – it doesn't matter what stage of your career you're at. Hawk's 32. He's never been fitter. His body shape's leaner. And he does look lean, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and that's what Dixon's done. It's great to see two big blokes playing so How well. How many kilometres would have you covered? back? Not when you went to the wing, but when you were in your heyday, sort of at, at full forward or at half forward, how many Ks would you cover in a game? I reckon uh, you would have, before you answered, covered just as much at centre-half forward as you did on the wing. Yeah, exactly, because you're running... When you're at centre-half forward back in those days, you didn't get up and down as much, but what you did was you went from side to side, yeah. and you did that... 50, 60 times a game easily. So, yeah, you covered a lot of distance. They are covering huge Ks now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Richo was a nightmare to run with at training. Absolute nightmare to run with. And not, not, not because he was a great runner, but he was an annoying runner. So if you were doing laps or you're doing the tan and you got up next to Richo and you almost looked like you were just going to edge past, yeah. he would 
competitive driver would kick in and he'd just go that five metres ahead of you. And so then it become awkward, like you couldn't quite pace yourself because you'd get up next to him and he'd be looking at you and he'd go five metres ahead of you again for some reason. And it just used to shit me. But I used to, I was doing it deliberately with him. Yeah, because I, well, right. I knew he didn't have the tank to do it. <laughs> Brownie and I run, I do the same with you when you and I go running, Brownie. Of course you do. I just leave you and we Okay, um, let's have a chat about the footy because we, we don't have the fixture yet, but there is a. Um, there's the next block of games essentially is going to be played between we've got the Adelaide Hub, yeah, which round is now fourteen Hawthorne, to round seventeen, and then we've got fifteen clubs over in uh, in Brisbane. Who's that going to benefit? Uh, I think I think it's still going to benefit the Adelaide teams because Port Adelaide because they'll it kill be killed Perth though. Because yeah, it might, WA, uh, well, that's why the Eagles have just got to tick off the next few weeks and just give themselves that advantage moving forward. I, I looked at the eight this morning before we did the show, and there's two really big games this weekend that are really going to shape the finals. I reckon if St Kilda beat Essendon, I reckon Essendon are just about done. Blonsky. They've got they've got Richmond, some tough games to come, and then if Collingwood beat Melbourne, it might get tough for Melbourne as well. The yep. eight. I reckon the eight could almost be set after this oh. week. Almost. Have a look at the ladder. It doesn't change too often. I think no, it's it after round eight, maybe yeah. normally. Yeah. So in a shortened season, it's going to be hard to see much changing. I agree. I think St Kilda will beat Essendon, even though Essendon yeah. got a game in hand. Collingwood, though. I don't think Collingwood beat no. Melbourne. So no. that, that eight spot, still up for grabs, so, so but I think, agree it might not change. So do you think outside the eight, as we speak now, Melbourne are the only team that can come in? Uh, I, uh, as the suns you, won't come in, the as dogs we won't speak, come in. I am going to look up the ladder right now, Matthew, for you. Now, just outside the eight, we've got Essendon, yeah. Melbourne, the Dogs, Gold Coast. Now, the Dogs can get on a bit of a run. The only team I see coming in, because they do have a game in hand, is Melbourne. Yeah. So I think Melbourne could but, take but, the spot but, of a Collingwood or a GWS. But if Collingwood did happen to beat Melbourne, it might be set. But, I think so, yeah. yeah. Premiership favourites has changed more. I've never seen it happen. Okay, these are the sides we've had as favourites at some stage of the year. Brisbane, West Coast, Richmond, Port Adelaide and Collingwood have all been favourites to win the flag at some stage this year. Collingwood are now a $13 shot. West Coast, four fifty out to $5. Richmond have drifted to 6 Brisbane were as close as $5, now $7, Brownie. Geelong is still a value. Geelong I think, are I think in double figures. I reckon Geelong are being missed here. They're mm. a very, very good team. And if they – I mean, I guess the test for them is this weekend they play Port. The only thing you worry about them is they're – you know, they try and be precise out of their back line. If Port Adelaide can break that down, they can win. But, yeah, the Cats are the Cats will be top four. I struggle to see Brisbane winning the premiership Why? with the forward structure they have. Eric kicked five goals last week, yeah. but – uh, he doesn't fill me with confidence, Eric Hipwood. He I don't think he can replicate that. I don't think he can do that in finals. McStay isn't a big player that's going to kick. He's going to do he his job. Crack. Has he crack. has a crack. But too much is going to be left to Charlie Cameron now. If you get to a prelude final, you get to a grand final, you can't expect, unless yeah. the other team is completely off, Charlie Cameron's going to have to kick four, and, maybe five to and, win the game. And I don't think smaller players can do that regularly enough in finals. Yeah. So I worry about their forward line defensively. Unbelievable. Midfield, great. Midfield, brilliant. Just I, about the best in the comp. But I worry, do they kick big enough goals or enough score against West Coast, yeah. against Port Adelaide, mm. against Richmond when they come to play them again? And I think that's the big point. I think come finals time when the game's you know so much harder to score, you rely on contested marking. So that puts West Coast and Port out in front for mine, yep. then probably Richmond. Social media wasn't big when you guys were in your heyday. It was just starting. Facebook had just started. MySpace was there. Did you guys ever cop 
How, did you cop criticism? Ha- I'll tell you what happened because I was thinking about this the other day when all the stuff came up about players being, you know, direct messaged on Callum Instagram. Ward, of course, Callum Ward, the big one. The Callum Ward one was the one for me, getting death threats because he maybe put a bit of mayonnaise Mitch in a free Robinson, kick. Yeah. Like Josh Bruce had a say yeah. too. So I noticed late in my career, look, you'd have a bad game, you'd walk down the street, you might get the odd Richmond supporter, oh, Richo, you know, you got a lift, blah, blah, blah. I reckon it was in my last two or three years when Supercoach really took off. <laughs> Remember Supercoach? Yep. It's still happening. Yeah. So you'd you'd be in someone's Supercoach team, the, the St Kilda supporter, the Collingwood supporter. All of a sudden, they cared how you played yeah. as well. And you'd be walking down the street and you'd get some nuffy St Kilda or Collingwood or Hawthorne supporter yelling out, oh, Richie, you got a lift. What were you doing on the weekend? I needed you to kick that last goal. Or why'd you drop that mark? I needed that mark so you'd get a lot of points for marks. Why didn't you take that mark? So late in my career, I noticed it, and it was because of Supercoach. I don't understand what makes a person sit at home and then because they've got access to famous people or yeah. AFL players on Twitter because um, they that they feel the need that they can tweet them something ridiculous like that. Like I had a bet last night in last night's game, the Gold Coast Suns at the line, which was five at the five time, and, um, and then the total points over, and King missed the goal late, easy one, probably should have kicked it. But so I don't sit get, there and did think... Did you get agitated though? I got disappointed that he missed the goal, but I don't sit there and go, I'm going to tweet King because he missed the goal. Yeah, but you what can't sort of because you've got a profile but people but hide. normal people Matthew shouldn't but they hide behind these well, that's the worst for me that's the worst part you know what if someone's coming up to you face to face and they're and they're they're, they're saying oh but you know you complain at least they're not being complete cowards yeah. about it it's these absolute nupties on Twitter and you know exactly who we're speaking about they don't even put their real name to it yeah. they have they have they put a Simpsons avatar on there they have so, these these profile numbers with 55 so you, numbers behind them so should you have to you know, verify your identity to have a, an account on Twitter or Instagram. No, I think so. I mean, I can't see why that helps. And but above well, all, just but, they just shouldn't do well, it. Well, it does help if you if you decide to send out death threats like Callum yeah, Ward correct. received. Yeah, yeah. Put your name, and you know what? If you are listening and you're one of those people that, for whatever reason, you've done it, just don't don't listen just to stop. us. Don't well, don't even listen to us. We don't want to listen to you and stop doing it because you're just an absolute nupty on social media. You, there is so much. Misery and pain in the in the world at the moment. They don't need these cowards it's only a piling small, on. It's a small minority, though. Hey, um, well, let's get back onto the, the fun stuff. Now, the festival footy has been just phenomenal. I said it's just so nice having at the end. I'm of looking the, forward to a day. night off, though. Well, you're going to get one because next Tuesday there is next Tuesday and Wednesday, <laughs> and Wednesday. there is no footy. Now, I I honestly don't know what. What I'm, are you going to do, huh? I'm going to have to spend some time with the Dal. I've got a good idea for you. I have, and like this is always going to happen. At the start, I just said, look. You know, thing I love footy more than anything. Life's a bit miserable at the moment. Please just let me have footy. And she's been great. We've yeah. been watching it most nights. She watches for a quarter and then goes and watches Netflix in bed. But You're it's gonna... definitely starting to strain. There's just a, a couple of questions. I didn't. Um, I didn't do something last night, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to go for a walk with her. Yeah. And then her retort was, "Well, I don't want to watch footy with you every yeah. bloody night." So it's starting, starting to strain. I'll tell you what I'm doing. You know, how a lot of these restaurants now have got creative in yep. in, in COVID nineteen, and you can actually ring up. And they give you the box with all of the ingredients, but they've already marinated the pork or the beef. Yeah. I'm going to do that next Tuesday night. I'm going to cook uh, Jen dinner. Okay, I'm going it's to put a lazy the, man's yeah. way to cook. No, no, no but that's it's good. good they, pre- they prefer that cooking an hour. No, you're supporting you local are. business. So yeah, I'm going right. to get the pork belly, uh, the gratin potatoes, potato gratin, just yes. Brussels sprouts, a little bit of crab mornay as an entree, Nathan, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to sit down with Jen on the couch. 
and watch four episodes of Grey Anatomy with, with her. All right? It's a good show, Grey's episodes, Anatomy. Four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. That's you, hard work. We have a kiss. Don't go a too far, smoochy. mate. <laughs> That's, a, that's an ordinary I, That is show. great advice. So if you are listening Which, out Could there, you watch four episodes of Grey's Anatomy? I love, I love Grey's Anatomy. I've watched every episode up to season, up to season some, eight. Yes. Up to season eight. I absolutely love it. Hey, uh, Richo, what's getting you angry this week? And it's doing my f***ing head in. I don't reckon anyone is going to disagree with me with this one. And you, you may have seen the story, Nate. There was a big story a couple of days ago where the intensive uh, care ward uh, doctor who had done 56 hours in five days came out to her car at 10 o'clock at night and uh, goes up to her car and of course she's got a parking ticket okay so that that made me angry for yep. a start because an essential worker out there on the front line risking their own life their own life with the situation we're in the fact that uh, they are even giving out parking tickets <laughs> is an absolute disgrace but then it got me thinking so all of my, our friends that aren't working, can't work, that have got small businesses, are losing their businesses because they've been told they can't work because they're not essential workers. Yeah. How the hell are parking inspectors Ooh. essential service yep, workers? Agreed. What are they doing Coolness, working? Yeah. What are they doing working? And, and once more, why are they giving out parking tickets within the vicinity yeah. of a hospital? Correct. Just on the off chance that you are giving a parking ticket to a nurse or a doctor yeah. or someone who's in there working in intensive care. Or pay, someone visiting a patient, it, what embarrassing. an absolute disgrace. If someone can answer to me while they're working, yeah. uh, well, I need to know. Was it Snatch or uh, Lock, Stock or Two Smoking Barrels where they had the parking attendant in the back of the, uh, the van <laughs> and they gave him a touch-up? It was Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I had a van now, I'd lock that inspector up. <laughs> Trumpet Award next. Trumpet Award times. We'll fly through these because I'm getting excited. The next segment's coming up, and this is just going to launch us into the stratosphere. Uh, the best leaderboard, Toby Green on nine, Matt Rowell on eight, Kane Lambert on six, Charlie Dixon on six. The worst leaderboard, Adelaide Crows headed on six. The side still side bottom on six. He'll drift down shortly. Umpires five and Hummer on three. All right. We go worst, do we? First? Yep. Go, Matt. Uh I gave one vote to young Ryan Gardner the other night. Had a bad night against Brisbane. Eric Hipwood hadn't kicked multiple goals since round one. He'd only kicked one goal each week since then. He kicked five goals. So he wasn't in great form, Eric. So to allow him to kick five goals, unfortunately, I've had to give Ryan a vote there. I've given two to the Carlton Footy Club again. Now, I love how they're playing the Blues. They're, they're, they're getting a lot better. I like them. I think they'll play finals next year, not this year, but they're on the right track. But you can't keep giving up five goal turnarounds in a game, and they've done it on multiple occasions this year. They had the Eagles under control. Eagles kicked six goals in about seven or eight minutes. Game's over. You can't do that. So two to Carlton. And I just thought North Melbourne the other night against Melbourne were just complete witches hats. They were sort of in the game at half time, came out up after half time, and Melbourne dominated, gave up nine goals. So I gave North three votes. Nice work, Matthew. I gave one vote to St Kilda. I was so looking forward to seeing St Kilda play against Geelong. I thought they'd turn the corner, they beat Port, they're playing some great footy. And 
you know, you can make excuses, and but it was just the way they lost. I thought they were uncompetitive in the defensive end, um, and the game was shot uh, a quarter and a half in. They let, they let Geelong play the way they want to play, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, so it was really disappointing. Footy. I expect St Kilda to bounce back, but I was bitterly disappointed in the Saints last week. The umpire holding the ball adjudication. Now, I know it's so a directive. Get, so who gets the votes there then? Well, it has to be the umpires yeah, because they've been directed weeks ago, but all of a sudden they've stopped paying holding the ball again. It's just different from week to week. So that is an umpire's interpretation now, whether they're being directed to not do it as much. But What about incorrect disposal? Where's that gone? It's the same thing. Nat Newey last week against Carlton, when Carlton were 19, 20 points up, holding the ball straight in front of it, wasn't paid. Three votes, and this was just as bad as... Uh, oh, it's a Joe Dirt lookalike guy at North Melbourne. Um, Jasper Pittard. Now, Connor, Connor McKenna last oh. week on Heath Shaw. Now, they were 12 points up at that point. Heath Shaw got under his guard, under his skin, and Conor McKenna just went ballistic, knocked him over, 50-metre penalty. Heath Shaw kicks a goal. It was just as bad as the Jasper Pittard one, but wasn't spoken about really anywhere near as much. Good stuff. Uh, one vote for best on for me for Lockie Neal again. He must be in our leaderboard there somewhere, Lockie Neal. I think you've uh, missed him, Hummer. No, he's on four. Is he? Well, I've given him one again. Unbelievable. I think he had... <laughs> I don't know if you've updated it. Oh, yeah. uh, 12 clearances again, over 30 touches, kicked a goal again. We've given Neal threat in one game. Yeah, we have. So I don't know where he oh, is. But... If you might fall through the cracks from time. <laughs> <laughs> you do miss a lot of things, hum. Uh, two to Manangola from Geelong. Oh, he, yeah. He's just playing the ultimate wing role at the moment. He gets back, helps defence. He's a hard runner. Kicks goals, kick two. Had 28. Uh, he was really good. And... If you want to see a player play well in a big game, go back and watch uh, Ollie Wines against Richmond. Right? What do you want in big games? Contested footy. Get the ball first. Ollie Wines had 22 contested possessions, which was more than any Richmond player had in possessions. Not that in, long ago, couldn't get a game. Yeah, so he was um, unbelievable. In the best game of the year, finals-like intensity, Ollie Wines, three votes. Ooh. One vote in that game goes to the Port crowd. I thought the atmosphere for ten thousand getting a vote. for ten thousand people was extraordinary. Like we are sitting here in lockdown with no crowds. That atmosphere. I was listening to it on radio in the car. It was bursting through the Kia Carnival speakers. It was extraordinary. Two votes, the same as you, Menegola. I think he's playing unbelievable football, Menegola. Have to be in all-Australian contention. And three votes to his teammate, Tom Hawkins. I don't think there's a man in better form at the moment. Five goals straight. He's just a beacon up at full forward. Looks like he should be out of a Ralph Lauren um, modelling contest. Good-looking man. Yeah, very good-looking man. Good bloke, too. He was brought up that he looks a bit like Brooks Satchwell. Um, you brought that up. Oh, yeah. Love's doing his own stuff over and over again. <laughs> Tommy Hawkins for three. Yeah, hey. You know what he is? He's, he's equal leader of the Coleman medal and he's had the most goal assists as well. Bang. Well, Bang. W- with those votes, he skyrockets to second on the best leaderboard. Uh, Toby Grant on nine, Tom Hawkins eight, Matt Rowell eight. And then for the worst on... you need on, to check the Lockie Neal votes too. Yes. I'll have a look. And worst on, it's still the Adelaide Crows on six ahead of still side bottom. Oh, no, so the umpire's on seven. Well, I've got Lockie Neal back there a few weeks ago, three <laughs> votes. So I don't know, where is he? Yeah, those are the three votes he had. No. All right. Oh, I've been teasing it all episode. Now, one thing this show's been missing, we've got a good show. We've got a great, uh, we've got a sponsorship, of course, thanks to Taylor Made, another major winner on Taylor Made as well this week. We've got a sponsor, we've got a great listeners. We've got two of the biggest stars in the media and former football superstars. 
But one thing this show has always lacked is we've never had a big scoop. We've never had something that's been picked up. I see podcasts. I've seen a, another podcast you do get picked up in the news. No, we're not journalists. We're but not we're going not, out trying to create I didn't stories. Know we were trying to be newsbreakers. Well, that's here. how. Now you know I'm a PR man. That's how. That's we're my bread Damien and butter. Barrett and like Tom Brown, are we? Yeah, get a yeah. journo in here if you want. Well, news. no, yeah. but they get they get picked up you all get the Jay-Z time. Jay Z in here. Hutchie's uh, gets picked up all the time. Um, Sacked gets picked up They're all the time. They're all journalists, though, Swanee's Hummer. podcast, for Christ's sakes, gets picked up all the time. We have never been picked up. Well, get so, into it. Swanee's I'm a PR man. Got picked up for some bad reasons. Yeah, though. but it also gets picked up for a lot of reasons. We've never been picked up. So what I'm going to do now, you know that I'm a PR man. I'm going to get a I'm going to get some hits. <laughs> it's a loose term. You use PR man. So what we're going to do is I'm going to I've I've prepared some some statements that I think are to be true. There's right. some big statements from your playing days, right and I want you to confirm them or deny them. If you confirm them, that will be our sound bit. I'll send that to the press. Bang! We're we're getting hooked up. All right. Here's the first one. Nathan Brown it's, confirmed. It's, this is only bad for us. Yeah, it doesn't so. end well. Right. Nathan Brown confirmed today. I was paid under the table during my career at Richmond. Incorrect. All right, not off to a great start. Matthew Richardson confirmed in his podcast with Sportsbet, I was a better Ford than Wayne Carey. That 100% incorrect. <laughs> he was on the piss the other night, Duck, wasn't he, when he yeah, was tweeting? Yeah, he was. He, got tweeting. Over, he <laughs> broke his own rule <laughs> going over 0.05. <laughs> Nathan Brown confirms, Terry Wallace was a poor coach. Incorrect. Matthew Richardson in his Richo Brownie and Hummer podcast said on Thursday, there was systematic salary cap cheating at Richmond. No, incorrect. Ken Wood tasked a ticket off every year. That's the AFL investigator, if you didn't know. Nathan Brown confirms, we had some questionable supplements during our time at the Western Bulldogs. Uh, That is totally incorrect. Nathan Brown confirms, I regret picking Richmond. He does now. I can confirm he is. Now he has told me he does regret that. He he told me a few weeks ago he would have gone to Geelong if he had his time again. <laughs> you might be on the something there, um, but I love my time We've with the Tigers. We've Just got didn't one. work out the got way one. we needed. Uh, let's see if we can get another one. Matthew Richardson confirmed Gary Lyon was the softest player I ever played against. Nah, ridiculous statement, <laughs> that Hummer. Is silly Hummer. <laughs> Matthew Richardson confirms, I would have won a Brownlow if the umpires didn't hate me. Uh, no, no. Ooh, you had to think about that. No, because, well, they actually were the opposite. I, I got votes that year that I came second when I shouldn't have. So they actually gave me votes that I shouldn't have got. When Nathan Brown was asked about round 18, 2009, he told the podcast, I got reprimanded for kicking three goals in round 18, 2009. Of course, that was the uh, that was the the scratch or the match. Ah, no, no, through. no, no, no totally opposite. Jade Rawlings ripped us a new one after that game. He, he said, "You blokes nearly got beaten by a side that didn't even try." That's how bad you blokes are going. And the fact is, we got Dustin Martin in that draft at number he did. three. <laughs> All right. Well, we got hey, one. You got one. We got we, one sound bit. You know how? Is we, there anything you want to give? Is there anything nah. you can give right now? No, I'll have to think about it for next week. You know, my property deals with Richmond didn't quite work out the way I needed. Laguna, the old still Clinton got Casey Laguna. helicopter deals, they, they were they, know, they were they were less than above board, but they didn't work out. You know how we all would love to invent something that just gives us a cash cow for the rest of our lives. Yep. Imagine if you could invent could invent an interlocker for your mobile phone, so that after you've had a few beers, you've got to blow yeah, into it, blow into it, to open it up. 
That would be... Yeah. Imagine that. Duck wouldn't have tweeted the other night if he had that. <laughs> no. Um, Rocco wouldn't tweet either. But apparently he doesn't drink though, Rocco, I heard. Oh, he does. Sure. does oh, he? please. Hey, Brownie. Yeah. It's mid-year. It is. Halfway through. Mm. Now, we're lucky to be blessed with an All-Australian selector. Oh, yes. But... I can't talk about it. Well, you can't give oh, us any insight. We haven't asked you anything yet, have no. we? So you can't give us a tiny bit No, I can bit give you insight. an idea of whether they're in the mix. Oh, Mm. Here we go. This might be a scoop for us. But, Brownie, you can put we, one can together. We, can we bet on this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm out now. <laughs> I'm out. No, you can't bet on it. No, of course not. I'm not saying anything here. Oh, I don't right. want to incriminate myself. Come on. No. Okay. Well, here is my mid-year All-Australian multi-team. Now, Brownie, your mid-year All-Australian team. Let's get into it, Hump. From the back line, Braden Maynard had a wonderful year at Collingwood. Gets all the big jobs. Gets a lot. I like his aggro. I like the way he goes about it. Doesn't get beaten. Full back, Harris Andrews, he doesn't get beaten either. I think he's the premier backman in the competition at the moment. In the other back pocket, could have had him on the back flank quite comfortably, Caleb Daniel. No player hits more targets off the back flank than Caleb Daniel. He's an elite kick. Half back line, Nick Haynes, for obvious reasons, more in a sup marks than any other player in the competition. Darcy Moore at centre-half back and Jacob Wiedering at Carlton. I thought he's had a wonderful year so far. Tom Jonas, a bit stiff. Oh, obviously, he's in your team then. No, no, um, <laughs> not. I haven't done a team. On the wing, I've got Jack McRae. Continues to get the footy. Jack McRae in the middle. Christian Petrarca, breakout year, second favourite for the Brownlow. And Jack Steele from the Saints on the other wing. Good. Half-forward line, Dan Buckler. Dan Butler, no player tackles more inside forward 50, and his goal assists are up. He's kicked goals as well. Charlie Dixon, centre-half forward. Your man. Toby Green, the other half-forward flank. Now, Toby's missed a couple of games, but I still think his quality has been good enough, and I think he'll be back. Uh, Tom Hawkins in the forward pocket. More marks than any other player inside 50. Has kicked more goals, and he's had more goal assists than any other player. So he's in the forward pocket. Josh Kennedy is in full forward position, and Tom Papley in the other pocket. So Hawkins, Kennedy, Dixon, what a forward line to kick to. Wouldn't you love kicking it long into there? Ruck line, Nick Natanui. Um, three weeks ago, probably wouldn't have been in there, but I just think he's busted the door down, Nick Natanui. His last two games, if you haven't watched them, go mm. back and just watch his ruck work. No, they get aggressive there, Tim Kelly and Elliot Yo and Shuey, because they just know he's going to win the tap. Ruck Rover, and he hasn't had the year that maybe he had when he won the Brownlow, but Patrick Dangerfield. Now, if there's a player that I'd want to play for my life, if I just went out there and said, this guy has to play for my life, it'd be Patrick Dangerfield. Lockie Neal as the Rover. On the interchange bench, Dustin Martins last month has been outstanding. 43% of all one-on-ones inside forward 50, he wins. That's a big, big total. McCluggage is on the bench as well. Luke Ryan from Fremantle. Um, If one of the defenders goes down, he can do a job back there. And our man that we gave two votes to before, Menegola, is the other player on the interchange bench. I think he's had a wonderful year. How do you fare, Richo? It's a nice team, yeah. Any glaring omissions? um, Nah... I just think the way Port Adelaide are going in their defence and their, their skip has been pretty good. Yep. That'd be, that's a good team, though. Very good. Hey, let's delve into this week's games. We've got three cracking games. I'm just going to look at them very, very quickly, and then we're going to give a multi-tip. We haven't had one get up since round one, one of our multis, so we're going, to, we're going to try extra hard today. Of course, all the money going to a footy club doing it tough. How to win that soon to be announced. Geelong versus Port Adelaide, $2.15. Port Adelaide, $1.71. That's value for Geelong. Yeah, it is. I see this as a 50-50 game. The Cats 
as we said before, they just seem to be sneaking along. They'll finish top four. The big thing in this game will be if Geelong can maintain that chip mark game in their back half. They like to be patient. Port Adelaide's forward pressure, forward half game is the best in the comp. So they might get in trouble trying to muck around within their defence here, the Geelong footy club. But I, I just like them. It's not at the Adelaide Oval. I might go for Geelong. When you've got a 50-50 game and one side's two fifteen and $1.71, the line, five and a half, Geelong's way, I think Geelong of the value. Second game, Melbourne versus Collingwood at $1.90. $1.90, very rare to see an absolute coin toss there with the little margin the bookkeeper likes to make. I think Melbourne win. They're just playing better at the moment. Collingwood just can't score. Their forward line's not working. They've tried so many combinations down there. They only had 12 shots at goal against the Adelaide Crows. 12 shots a goal, they kick straight 10-2. I just don't see their forward line firing. Not going to be able to kick enough, and Melbourne can score quickly when they get going. And we're doing this podcast before the teams are out, so Viney and Max Gorn aren't in the team last week. $1.90, you don't have to think if they are in that side. Melbourne shortened from that $1.90 quote. Total points over, 101. Meant to be a little bit of rain up there, but I still think that scores have been up the last two weeks, and 100 points isn't a lot. So I think total points over, but the Demons, uh, I like Fremantle Carlton will wrap up the three games we're looking at before our multi. Freo, $3. Carlton, $1.80. Like $2. the way Carlton are playing. Uh, I think, I don't know what the weather's like over in Perth this weekend, but if it stays dry, Carlton will be too strong in the air. They're such a big team. They've unearthed a lot of uh, young marking players. Uh, Freo are going well. Their pressure's good. Their midfield's improving. Brayshaw, Chera, but I just think, I just think Carlton will get it done. They, they pushed the Eagles last week. Carlton for me. Carlton win this game. Push the Eagles. If you multi those three games you just spoke about, because I think we all went for Geelong, we all went for Melbourne, we all went for Carlton, get you to $7.35. All right, that's multi our multi. Then. 50 on, $350, I think, going to a footy club. All right, we're not far away from wrapping up, but I just want to reflect on something that unfolded a couple of weeks ago, of course, Rich. Remember the photo? The Nathan's. photo, Nathan's photo. I don't, How could I forget? I, I, I rolled up my sleeves. I went back to my big footy roots and I found these photos and it was just magnificent. They, these photos went everywhere. They gave you an absolute bath on the Sunday footy show. He literally had a bath, Nathan, didn't he, with his clothes <laughs> he, on? <laughs> he did. But Nothing wrong with that. What happened after that was that I got hit up on Instagram that perhaps there were some photos almost or perhaps even more incriminating. No, worse. I've seen them and they're worse. More incriminating than yours, and that is of the big man, Matthew Richardson. And we have to thank you, Mum. We do have to thank you, Mum. Oh, she didn't. She didn't get on to me via Instagram. Someone else did, but through Brownie. Now, I'm not going to reveal them all. In fact, I've, I've got some more of the vanilla photos to launch this week because I'm going to now blackmail you. Just like you, uh, I blackmailed Brownie, yeah. I want a slab of your Nathan Lyon beers every single week or these photos are going to go. Now, just to show how bad these are. So I can end this next week by bringing in a slab you of Lyon beer. You can end this, one right. slab, I'll and I won't reveal the real in. spicy ones. But if, you, if you're listening you worried on... worried how bad they are, aren't you? I am worried about if this. If you are listening, head over to our Instagram page to have a look at the photos. But we're going to have them up in studio. Now, look at this first one. Look at this first one. It's Richo at the footy show, 1994. Sale of the century. Oh, sale of the century, 94. And you're looking look like, like you've been stumped you on the follow, question. Uh, now, look at this what are you next doing? one. Selling insurance. <laughs> this is Richo in a shirt and tie See, this, on the phone. This is, what, this is what separates me from you guys. I actually work. <laughs> now, look at this How one. This is our that? favourite. That's not right. This is our favourite. This is Richo standing in a wetsuit. Contraband. With a, a sleeveless <laughs> tee with contraband. That outfit should be contraband. <laughs> 
That is an absolute stinker. But in terms of photos, they're they're pretty meek and mild. The ones that we've got coming. Correct. They're just a little. That's downright. Just, that's not even your appetite. No, this isn't right. My mum can't. I'm going to get on to mum that's, today. That's your little appetite. You know the first one with the slick back there? Remember the French uh, international soccer player, Emmanuel Petit? Yep. Is he used that to have his hair like that. That's who I, I was reckon, modelling it off. I reckon. <laughs> I heard that he went into the hairdressers with a photo of Emmanuel Petit and he said, can you make me look like this? <laughs> I reckon getting onto the old lady just might be a little bit late. So what do you need? A slab Ooh, of furfies. I want a slab of furfies right. each week. Yeah. Otherwise, these photos. And they are, they're not even the appetiser. They're the nuts you get before <laughs> the appetiser. Next week, we're going big. Hey, I was heartened to see... I get to, you know, I, I love hearing from our listeners. And yeah. I, I love send me your inbox messages because I, I, I do like, I like picking up followers. 18 verse 18 has been yeah. a hit and I was inundated with them yeah. this week. Uh, so I'm going to go through, we've got a few games here. Now this came in from Jake Dempsey. A team of prime Richo, so your absolute best, Richo, versus 10 uh, against 18 brownies in the 10 rounds of 2005. Jeez. Around the ground. Think it's of the hard ball to up. be better than that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> who wins? We'll just go through a few stats of that ten weeks before. Um, oh, look, I I just think you win the ruck. I win the ruck. I win the aerial battle. Yeah, I win the distance covered battle. Yeah, you're, you're I win not. the goal kicking <laughs> battle. Where do you win? What? How well, do you win this? Don't game? let me get the footy because a <laughs> you turn the ball over yourself. And B, you don't tackle. No, that's a good point. When you I, kicked 91 admit, goals in a season, you had six tackles. I've got to admit, if he could nullify me at the centre bounce, yeah, he would I walk. could be going in Brian Taylor style, just straight into your agates first up. Uh, no, you could. I've got to admit, if it gets to ground and I've got to put any pressure on, I'm in trouble. <laughs> hey, this, this is an interesting one. 18 Gary Ablett seniors versus 18 Gary Ablett juniors. No, a senior every day of the week. Senior. Oh, yeah. I reckon we've had that one before. We have had that Have one. we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> 18 Tex Walkers versus 18 Kane Corns. Very different players, right. both very good players. Kane Corns was a good runner, but at the end of the day, he was a tagger. But he, he did get the ball a bit, Kane, a didn't yeah. he? Yeah, they got the ball a He stack. got a lot, yeah. Played 300 games. Tex is a very good kick, field kick, though. I think Tex wins that game quite easily. Really? Yeah. Tex. 18 Ben Cousins at his absolute peak. He was a very good player versus 18 Lockie Neals. Oh, the, on the field, okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's no, I, no, no, I'm going to go ben, ben Cousins, mate. He was he was extraordinary, mate. Cousins, Cousins was extraordinary. You're right. His running ability was second to anyone who's ever played the game. Yeah. He he would win that, and then he'd definitely win off all. the field. There's no no man in the world yeah. that could take him off the field. And just finally, 18. This came on Twitter. 18 Daniel Goringers versus 18 Hummers, <laughs> but in my prime, when I was in my prime. Like when I was a big. I don't think loser. I ever saw Daniel Gorringe play, but I'm going to go with Gorringe anyway. Did he? Oh, did he actually play a game, Daniel Gorringe, or not? I think so. Admittedly, I didn't play in the AFL, but I I would have said if I was in the system, I would have been better than Gorringe. No. So 18 Hummers in his prime would beat Gorringe. No. Hummer, just this to settle this once and for all. You played D grade Amos. You and, are and not got no, dropped from that. I also played. I also played at Inblock in the Albany Footy League. You're no, not. I was feared. Well, you, you are not beating feared. anyone that's ever laced up a boot in an <laughs> AFL game. Not hey, one. I've got a surprise for you here. Now I've got. You're, you're watching this first time. Look at this. Oh, it's getting big. This segment, isn't it? <laughs> How good is that? It's good. Thank you to the guys in the studio. That is magnificent. Of course, if you just are listening, that was a stinger for homotheticals, and it was me being looking like a statue. This, these have been. 
they've been inconsistent. There's been some good ones and some very well, they're ordinary hard. ones. They're Is hard. The Statue of David that they use there. Yep. I'm a bit. Uh, I'm packing a bit more than old Statue of David. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, all right, you get $10 million. Now, actually, a funny story, Wally. I said the, this initial figure was $5 million, but he said, he said $5 million is nothing to you guys, so up yep. it to $10 million. You get $10 million, but every single traffic light for the rest of your life is red. $10 million? Yeah. Oh, I'm happy to be patient if I've got $10 million in exactly. the bank. That's easy. What, what about $5 million? Yeah, a million. Every single traffic light. A, mil- a million, but you do it for a million bucks. Do you yeah. know how annoying it would take you hours to get anywhere? No, I, I don't see the problem just sitting every at a pedestrian set of lights. crossing. No, no issue. Get the train. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, you could get the train. Mm. Stupid Hummer. I yeah. did get every red light home last Saturday night. I could not believe it. <laughs> and just didn't get the ten million. Yeah. Uber okay. is coming out. If you get ten million bucks and you put that into crypto, Uber oh, don't you start on crypto? Okay, would you prefer to earn? Ten times your current wage right now. So whatever. Say you're on three million a year now. You'd get thirty million, or everything you buy costs ten percent of what it does. Everyone, ever, everyone else. Ten. So if it's worth a dollar, it costs ten cents. Yep. For you. For the rest of your life. Yep. You're getting that bigger discount for the rest of your yep. life. Or you earn ten times what you're earning now. <clears throat> no, I'll still. I'll take the ten times. Yeah. Would you? Mm. Ten times. No, you're not, you're not supposed to. You're so you supposed can, to take the 10%. So well, you can buy a there's house. A big, there's a calculation. A million stuff. dollar house for 100 grand. Yep. Actually, I might go the other way. Yeah. 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 Uh, would you rather sit on a freezing cold toilet seat or just a little bit warm toilet seat? No, I'd like a bit of, little bit of humidity down there, Hummer. <laughs> I think what he's I'm, referring to is that someone might have sat on it before you. Yeah, so it's warmed right. up. I'd I definitely take the cold. There's nothing worse than sitting on a warm on a no, warm front. It depends who sat on it. Oh, jeez. Would you rather win $50,000 or your best friend wins $500,000, but you're not allowed to explain the dilemma you face? So you can't be given any cash. No, I'd rather my mate win 500. Yeah, Yeah, mate win 500. Um, Last one. 50 doesn't change your life, does it? Let's be honest. If I offer you a pill and you take it and instantly you're 25% smarter, but you lose one of your knackers, would you take it? No. Twenty five percent's not much. You'd at least want fifty percent. I'm a very low base. But twenty five thousand. If you're an extra twenty five percent smarter, you're I'd, you're rorting the stock market. Nah, no, no, I'd I'd overthink things too much. Mm. What's one knacker? I would I would lose a knacker in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, thank you. A big thank you to TaylorMade. And we're actually launching a TaylorMade competition next week. We'll give you the details, but uh, thank you to them. Thank you to our listeners. Please give us a review. Brownie, you're, you're an absolute. Oh, he's real happy with himself. As always, like, comment, subscribe, but please gamble responsibly.